From the University of Vermont Continuing and Distance Education, we bring you student stories from the front lines of healthcare. UVM's post-baccalaureate pre-medical students are on the path towards a career in medicine. While they transition their schoolwork to remote learning, during the coronavirus pandemic, they're also volunteering their time in a variety of health-related roles. We hear their inspiring stories as they tackle their coursework, help our most vulnerable in our community, and reaffirm their passion for medicine. Just the ability to help right now, it just feels like what a privilege for me to be able to be in that position to help somebody. Heather, let's talk a little bit about, um, my goodness, I think we got a lot to talk about in terms of um, what it's like to be preparing um, as an EMT to run your first shift amongst the coronavirus epidemic and pandemic, um, and then also what it's like to transition as a post-bac pre-medical student to uh, remote learning. So let's start there. Um, how how have how are you doing, and and how have you been able to transition your coursework right now? I think first off, I just want to thank all the UVM faculty and staff because they've been super supportive and they've made themselves available. Whenever I have a question or help, they they're just there to help answer my question or get on Zoom with me and explain explain difficult concepts. Um, and in terms of transferring my workload to just working from home, I actually study a lot from home anyway, so I haven't found it to be as difficult a transition as, as I had initially thought. Um, I think that it's important to have a schedule. So wake up in the morning and make sure that, you know, I I schedule my time so, you know, I'll have like a couple of hours I'm doing anatomy and physiology and then I'll have a couple of hours where I'm doing lab work and have a couple of hours where I'm doing chem work. So I think that that structure has been very helpful. I think it's great to go out and take a lot of walks. Like I'm living right by the waterfront and yesterday it was such a beautiful day and I just took some some time out. Like my brain was just <laughs> a little frazzled from, from doing all my chem work because, you know, I don't have all that transitionary time where I'm walking to class or I'm sitting around or I'm having lunch. So um, I feel like sometimes I get a little more burned out quicker. So I took some time to go by the waterfront and I just sat there by the lake and just meditated for <laughs> maybe like 30 minutes. Um, so that's, that's been helpful. So also that recognition that I actually need to take more times out than I had before. It's been great having all the support from the UVM staff and faculty. That's just, they've just been so, so helpful. And um, they've been just working very, very hard to make sure we have what we need. Have you had the opportunity to connect with some of your other postbacs too? Because I always know that postbacs end up in a pretty tight um, knit community. Have you oh, guys been cool. reaching out to each other yeah, too? Yeah, I'll reach out to people and ask them how they're doing. Um, and from what I'm doing, I think people are okay overall, but um, I think a lot of people are struggling. I think a lot of students are struggling. Um, and it's hard to know also like from, you know, their personal lives, how they're doing with, you know, relatives or loved ones that are across the country or elsewhere that might be having a hard time. And I think that kind of affects to just your your mental health and, and being able to really focus on school or exam stress. I think there's a lot of unknowns going on right now. But I've been reaching out to them and they've been super supportive, supportive of me as well. What are you thinking about as you prepare for your first shift? You are an EMT on Richmond Rescue. So thank you very much for volunteering your time um, during a pandemic and then outside of that. So thank you. Um, what, are, what are you thinking about as you prepare to go on your first shift um, 
on the front lines of this? Yeah, so Richmond Rescue has a pandemic protocol in place. Um, and so Richmond Rescue is trying to do, which is kind of in line with all the EMS services in the state and across the country, I imagine as well, is you just need to run um, very minimal crews to try and limit the number of people that are exposed. And a lot of people are running from home in Richmond as well. And EMS, the number one thing that you prioritize is your personal protection. So you need to make sure that you're safe. And when you're going into this kind of situation, at least what I'm thinking about is I need to familiarize myself with all of the personal protective equipment on the ambulance and make sure that I know how to use it and I'm fitted for it. And when we have a potential COVID case come in that I'm ready and I have that on and I know how to transport the patient in a way that's safe for me, safe for the patient, safe for the uh, emergency department at UVM. So I'm just kind of familiarizing myself with the, with the process and procedure, I think is what I'm thinking about because it's just changing all the time. What about seeing people, you know, and and oftentimes as an EMT, you see people at some of their toughest spots, and now there's an added layer of you don't quite know what you're going into. How are you dealing with that and just trying to process that too? Well, it's a tough one because sometimes in EMS, you find that you're in situations where you just feel helpless, like you can't do anything. And I think in those moments when you have a patient who is struggling and in a really tough spot and having, you know, probably one of the, the worst moments of their life, you, you apply um, what we call psychological first aid. And sometimes that's really all you can do if they're, if they're conscious and awake, you know, you just try to make sure they're comfortable. I think that's where I connect most with the patients too, is just, I love providing that. And I think sometimes that's overlooked a lot in EMS because you're really technical about the skills that you're applying in situations, but that, um, human connection or that human factor is also very important. I suspect that that may be one of the most important things you could be doing probably when you come in to somebody's home or a situation is just really, you know, expressing that compassion for them. Mm-hmm. And and I would imagine you're going to be a little intimidating because I suspect you're going to be pretty suited up coming in <laughs> to see people, right? Yeah. I think anytime EMS comes into your house, you're probably, I think it's probably a stressful situation. I think people you know, generally get stressed out when they see us. But Richmond Rescue has such a great, everybody on Richmond Rescue is amazing. And we all, like, they're all the nicest people. I think, you know, once once you get talking to somebody from Richmond Rescue, you kind of realize that they're there, you know, to to help you out and can calm you down. But with the, the current pandemic protocol, I think that they're actually suggesting people with symptoms to not be transported. So if you think that maybe it's best they stay at home, then maybe you can have that conversation with them and not actually transport them to the ED. How, let's turn back a little bit to um, what you're doing in our post-bac pre-medical program. What are your goals? What are you hoping to accomplish um, as part of a pre-med program? Yeah, so um, I'm on the physician assistant track. And so I'm hoping actually to finish up this summer. And um, I'm working with an organization uh, called Seed Global Health. So um, my plan is to go over to Uganda and work with them because the position assistant cycle doesn't open until April. So I'd be applying in April 2021. So I'd have like a little bit of time to do something. And so it's always been my, I was in Uganda a couple of years ago and I just fell in love with the country and it's actually 
part of the reason why I decided to switch into medicine. And when you talk about switching into medicine, tell us what what you switched from. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. Um, So I actually um, had been working the clean energy field and I got my master's in energy regulation and law from Vermont Law School. It was a great program and I worked in it for five or six years and it's still still a, a passion of mine, but it just wasn't a fit. It wasn't fitting for me anymore. I just wasn't happy anymore. So um, I'd always been interested in working in medicine. It's just, I think, a huge plunge requires some level of um, yeah commitment and I was just very scared to do it. And then I finally just decided I just had to do it and I just speak first. <laughs> yeah. And then how have you found um, UVM's post-bac? Pre-bac yeah. yeah. So yeah, Jennifer, Jennifer has been amazing. She's been helping me out a lot with the transition. You know, she was actually one of the people that really like encouraged, like pushed me to quit my job and just go for it, which I did end up doing. Um, so I've, you know, I've been loving the program and they've been very supportive. And the community too, the postback community around Vermont has just been very supportive. Like my neighbor was in the postback program and um she she was super super helpful as well and encouraging me to to make the the transition and she noticed I was waffling a bit she was like you just gotta do it I'm like all right I'll just do it do you feel like when we're in the midst of a pandemic like we're dealing with and you are in the midst of pursuing your medical career does it confirm more for you that you've made the right choice? Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Definitely. 100%. Yes. Yeah, there's nothing I would ever, ever, I, I couldn't see myself doing anything else. And then, I mean, I took microbiology and infectious diseases last semester with Doug Johnson. Oh, my gosh, how relevant, right? I mean, it's just an amazing class. It's one of the best classes I've ever taken in my entire life. Like, he completely changed, like, everything for me. And he's just the, like, the best professor and so when all of this stuff started um, happening, I like I remember talking to him back in January about it when it just started happening in Wuhan. And um, look at where we are now, you know. It is incredible. And and what advice do you have and want to share, maybe for f- folks that are also trying to get online and learn remote learning for the first time, and also just stay positive and and their own mental health during this. I think if you need help, reach out reach out for help. I know for me, every time I'm at home, sometimes it's just, it just takes more effort for me to reach out for help, but just because I get stuck in the zone and I just don't do it. I mean, I, I was doing yoga probably an hour a day before this happened in my awesome yoga studio downtown. They transitioned to remote, so they do everything um, on their computer now, but that just didn't work for me. And so I haven't had that so I, yeah, I've just been running. I've been going outside a lot, talking to family, making sure my family's okay. My parents are in Saipan and my mom's actually a NICU nurse. And so she's been actually on the front lines and my dad's like a high risk patient. So he's not a patient yet, but well, anyway, he's on the, he's, he's back home and they haven't had any cases there yet. So it's, it's, I've just been calling them a lot and trying to make sure that, that, that they're safe. Wondering also, as you get ready to um, go to Richmond Rescue, is there anything, you know, that just last minute thoughts of, of how you're going to prepare for that personally? What, what will you do um, getting ready mentally for your um, shift this weekend? Uh, so I think going into Richmond Rescue under the pandemic protocol, I just, I think it's very important for me to read up on what the latest information is right now regarding 
state EMS protocols and our own pandemic protocol, making sure I know where all the PPE is um, and so that I can protect myself. Just the ability to help right now. I don't know. It just feels like what a privilege for me to be able to be in that position to help somebody. I don't know what to expect. There's definitely an element of unknown. I have no idea what, I haven't even been out of my house in two weeks. I think that there's a, yeah, an element of not knowing what to expect. I mean, we're trained, we're trained to, to provide service in an emergency. We're just going to fall back on my training. Anything else that you want to share just about um, keeping on top of your studies and coursework, anything related to post-bac that you wanted to, that we hadn't asked? I think it's just important to stay on top of your schoolwork. I mean, I try, I try to, you know, set a schedule for myself and, and just keep on top of everything because I think it's very easy right now to, I mean, there was, there's a lot going on. There's a lot going on. If I had a family member sick or if I came down with, with coronavirus, I mean, it's hard to say what a student should prioritize, but I think that like for me, not, not having any family members sick and not being sick myself and being safe in my own home and everything, I think that um, just taking, you know, breaks and just keeping on top of your score, communicating with your professors, I think is very important. This has been a UVM student story from the front lines of healthcare with our post-baccalaureate pre-medical students. The post-baccalaureate pre-medical program is designed to provide students with a prerequisite coursework and access to research and direct patient care experiences prior to applying to health and medical school. Learn more at learn.uvm.edu.